think that a lot of people just don't care. Like, who gives a shit about American Horror Story in 2022 other than Ryan Murphy? Like, you can only sit through half of a good season so many times. Welcome to Is It Halloween Yet? Episode 33, a spooky little podcast where we talk about all things horror and ask, Is it Halloween yet? I'm afraid not ghouls, ghosts, and goblins. It's 19 days until Halloween. I'm your ghostess, Spencer. Let's see what we've got on the slab this week. We've got movie news, a lot of video game news, and two very surprising, like, wishless items from horror royalty. So let's get into it. Starting with video games, we had a gameplay trailer for the Dead Space remake. It looks exactly like what you would expect a Dead Space remake to look like in 2022, 2023. Um, I'm very excited for it. The gore looks off the charts. I do like the way like limbs explode and other things that are happening with that kind of like physics things they're doing with that. Um, it looks great. I can't wait to run around the USG Ishimura. That place is terrifying. I'm also very excited to see how a Dead Space remake holds up next to the Callista protocol protocols. Is that what it's called? The Callista protocols. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, because that team is basically the old Dead Space team. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm excited that we're getting so much space-based horror games in such a short period of time. And you can absolutely bet we'll be playing them on the channel. We're going to, that's going to be our Friday nights for probably most of November, December and most of January. Like we'll probably finish Callista right as Dead Spade's coming out. If everything goes according to plan. <laughs> Next up, we've got Halloween events for a couple games. So let's start with Back for Blood. They let us know that starting on October 6th through November 13th, there's going to be seasonal content, including skins, theme titles, emblems, and sprays. There's also legendary accessories and a new Intel card type. The Fort Hope will also see Halloween-themed decorations, which will also be available until November 13th. So it's a pretty basic uh, Halloween update, which at least they're doing something. Dead by Daylight is out here doing the most. They proudly proclaim in their trailer for the Halloween event that they are the game where you can play the, the titans of horror, which is true. Like, you can play Ghostface. The the tomb, tomb 13, is a Ghostface story. So I'm very excited. I will be buying the premium tomb, which is a nightmare because I have Overwatch to go through, too, at the same time. But we'll get it done. We'll make it happen. Yesterday, no, today. I guess today is the 12th. So today on the 12th, uh, the tomb goes live. And then tomorrow, the Halloween event will go live. And the event will let you unlock a bunch of cosmetics, uh, an event-based tome as well. And um, yeah, the things are pretty cute. I will definitely see you guys all in the fog, probably on my Twitch channel, maybe a little bit here on a Friday night. But 
we'll see. Um, happy times in the uh, in the old entity. Next up is a game that I've been waiting for. Uh, survivor horror game Choo Choo Charlie will get a release on December 9th. Now, I think the Dragons into Thomas the Tank mod for Skyrim is like the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, I love it. I think it's just great. I think it's so fucking weird, which is just what I want. And um, I'm very excited. So Choo Choo Charlie is right up my track because it's a spider-legged train. I'm also excited that it's coming before Christmas. So that's that's fun. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. It looks great. Hideo Kojima has finally revealed what's going on with all those cryptic posters that he was posting all over TGS. We now know that Ellie Fanning will be in the star of his new game. We don't know quite yet what that's going to be, but we do know that it is a Hideo Kojima game cross Ellie Fanning. So it really want like, is this the horror game that we've all been hearing him talking about that Margaret Qualey is in? Is this a sequel to Death Stranding, which Kojima confirmed last year sometime? I don't know. I'm very excited. Uh, I like Ellie Fanning. She was Sleeping Beauty in Magnificent, if you are, or in Magnificent, in Maleficent, if you are having problems placing her. Um, I cannot wait. Kojima is just making Kojima ass things, which is great. I haven't gotten into Death Stranding. I just wasn't into the, to it. And maybe now that it's on PC, I'll pick it up and play it. But I, I love watching Kojima make weird ass shit and now he just gets to do it wherever and whenever and speaking of some weird ass shit uh System Shock's remake may be coming to us in March 2023 so the Steam page has been updated to say March 2023 which is a bold choice uh I think System Shock is great this remake looks good but I don't know if System Shock is a game that can go up against Resident Evil and especially a beloved Resident Evil like Resident Evil 4. I think that game's headed our way on the 24th of March. Let me double check. Yes, it is coming on the 24th of March. So I feel like March is dicey. I for sure thought this game was coming in December, but um, maybe they don't want to go up against the Callisto protocols, which I don't I don't blame them that's that would also be a hard week to <laughs> a hard season to come through and like at some point in time you kind of just have to put the game out so I get it I understand um so yeah I'm very excited system shock is great I am excited that a whole new generation is going to get to meet Shodan because she is one of my favorite sentient evil AIs like she's just great that we've got Terry Brodus back for this game also makes me happy. Christopher Gantz is out there talking about Silent Hill and I don't, I don't know. We had that Silent Hill news the other week that the game was, there was a Silent Hill game raided in Korea and now Christopher Gantz out here saying there are multiple Silent Hill games in development. I need people to shut up about Silent Hill. Like either give me a game or shut up. I I can't be in this limo anymore. 
it is beyond frustrating to watch Capcom, who has a history of own goals and shooting their own foot off, flourish with Resident Evil and all these Resident Evil makes and just absolutely be dominating that space. And just for Konami to be sitting there on this franchise, just not. It's just, I'm just so angry about it. I want, I want more Silent Hill. I just, it really, really, really is like frustrating. And I'm excited we're getting the movie. He's also in charge of the Fatal Frame adaptation. And so I'm excited. I'm sure he has inside information, but Konami just needs to give us Silent Hill or sell the IP. Like, I feel similarly about Castlevania too. Like, Konami has made it clear they don't want to be in the video game business. So I don't understand why they keep doing this. <laughs> like, why they keep torturing us with this. I, for a second, thought Fatal Frame was Konami. And then I was like, oh, no, wait. No, that's Koei Tecmo. Of course, that's why we're getting those. I don't know. I feel like if Koei Tecmo can get it together and make another fa or Fatal Frame, and we're getting that Fatal Frame remake of the game that hadn't come out in the West. I can't think of it. Something of the Mask. You would think we would be getting Silent Hill, but Konami just wants to hate us. They just, they're just mean and spiteful and they want to hate us. They took us away. They took away that great Kojima Silent Hill game that looked awesome. That was the PT was the trailer for. And it's just been a nightmare for Silent Hill fans since then. How do you mess up the one of the best marketing campaigns like that? Like, how do you drop the ball that bad? I don't know. I could go on about uh, no Silent Hill forever. All right. And in our final video game story, it's actually also kind of movie news. And it's one of the two stories from the Titans of Horror that I mentioned in the intro. John Carpenter can't shut up about wanting to make a Dead Space movie. And EA Motive should let him. The man is 80-something, and he has been saying for the last 10 years he wants to make a Dead Space movie. If anybody can make a Dead Space movie, it's John Carpenter. Like, what are we doing? Just let this man make the Dead Space movie. Like, again, I will ask. Who do I have to sacrifice stuff to? What Cthulhu? Is it Black Phillip? I don't know. But like, let's make this happen. I haven't really heard him express talking about wanting to direct. We've seen him do all these soundtracks. But this is a project that he has consistently talked about over a 10-year period. Let him do this. It will be so good. I mean, John Carpenter's a gamer, too. Like, he loves video games, so let him do this. Now it's time to deal with the other medium that occupies the small screen. It's time for TV news. So, Team Blooper is getting an adaptation of the medium. Now, I don't really like Team Blooper's work. It's I'm not 
I haven't been shy about doing that, about talking about that. Um, the medium specifically just doesn't sit with me in a right way. I just, there were things I think that they poorly handled. They have a track record of handling more traumatic parts of horror badly. So I'm not ex super excited, but I will give it a, uh, a look and we will continue to talk about it. We'll see how it goes for the adaptation. It's pretty cool. We're getting a lot of horror video game adaptations. We had the Mortuary Assistant announced a couple weeks ago. We will be playing the Mortuary Assistant on Twitch next Thursday on the 20th, I think it is, the 27th. So right before Halloween weekend, we'll be playing uh, the Mortuary Assistant. Please come hang out. I haven't played it. I'm excited. I've been dodging spoilers left and right. And so it'll be a fun time. So this next story you can chalk up to, I just can't care. We talked about it the other week. I clipped it out as the segment for the promotion of the podcast. But American Horror Stories New York City is headed our way on October 19th, 2022. And in a kind of bizarre fashion, they just dropped a teaser trailer at the beginning of the month. We haven't really heard anything about American Horror Story, which I feel like is very strange. But the trailer just doesn't do anything for me. It's very good. The people who make the intros and the trailers and the marketing material for American Horror Story are some very talented creators in horror. The series just never fucking lives up to it, though. And, like, the cast looks great. We've got Zachary Quinto is coming back. Uh, Billy Lord's going to be in it. Leslie Grossman's going to be in it. Uh, Dennis O'Hara, she's going to be in it. Patty Lapone's going to be in it. There's all kinds of people who are going to be in it. I just don't care. Like, I think that a lot of people just don't care. Like, who gives a shit about American Horror Story in 2022 other than Ryan Murphy? Like, you can only sit through half of a good season so many times. This next story I am so excited about. Uh, it tempers the disappointment of American Horror Story. The AMC series Mayfair Witches finally got its trailer. We also are in the thick of season one of Interview with a Vampire, which is out of this world. The, the actors playing Lestat and Louis are fantastic. The sets are fantastic. The pacing is, everything about that show is fantastic. It is everything I have wanted from an Interview with a Vampire series. I just, I love it. It spins the origin of Louis in a way to make the characters more diverse. And it really does a great job of it. I love as I love the book. I the movie, I'm it's fine. I loved it when I was a kid. I like it less the older I get and the more I have connected with the characters in the book. But they have changed the origin and given him more complexity without changing who Louis is. So if you are not watching 
Um, or if you are not watching Interview with a Vampire, you absolutely should be watching Interview with a Vampire. It is so good. The next one's kind of a weird one. It is that the omnipresent thriller Fear is getting a series at Peacock. It's going to be a complete reinvention of two young lovers in a psychological game of cat and mouse, but who's the cat and who's the mouse? Um, that seems interesting. I feel like we probably could do with that. Like you, Peep is super popular. So I kind of get why Peacock and, and Universal's like, hey, we have this, this property that's you-esque. We should probably cash in on that. So that'll be interesting to see. And then in our final story for TV news this week, Chucky season two had over a million views between sci-fi, USA, and YouTube. The season is starting out great. It looks fantastic. The story was super great. I was very excited to see how he was going to reckon with the fact that like Chucky did get the kids to like kill kid people and like they kind of just like didn't brush that under the rug and they brought it forward in a way that was like very satisfying about 1.3 million people have watched the season premiere which is awesome and that's like a little bit more than the live views of season one finale so Chucky is doing great I think it's perfect, and I can't wait to see where Don Mancini's mind goes. Uh, if you aren't watching Chucky, please catch up on the first season, and the second season's out on Wednesdays. We've got a lot of movie news, so let's start where we have started to... We've got a lot of movie news, so we just gotta hop right in here. Let's start with the weekend box office. So, the horror genre topped the box office again this weekend with Smile. It came in with $22 million. That's pretty crazy in its second weekend, putting that film at $53 million overall. 53, a little over 53 and a half. Uh, the other surprising news is Terrifier 2 barely squeaked into the top 10, but was there on 770 screens. It had a domestic box office of about a about a million, a little over a million, $1,208,000, which is fantastic for the little movie that could. Like, I think people discount how much of a risk it was for them to not try to sell off Art the Clown and go the route they did where they funded the movie themselves and they have done basically distribution deals themselves. Cinegime is the entertainment group doing it. Um, we have heard from Screenbox that they will release the date for Terrifier 2 on the platform as soon as the domestic box office run is done. And it's been extended in places that are demanding it. So by demand, Terrifier 2 is still maybe in the theater near you this weekend. So I have not got a chance to see it yet. Um, I went to the Cinema of Horror Drive-In over the weekend to see Trick or Treat on the drive-in big screen for the first time. 
And that was super fun. But um, I have not got a chance to see Terrifier 2. And all of the close local screenings have disappeared. So that's unfortunate for me. But hopefully for you, still playing in your neck of the woods and you can see art be terrifyingly brutal. We had several reports, speaking of Terrifier 2, that fans have fainted and vomited during the theatrical showings. Um, it's pretty crazy. Several tweets, according to Bloody Disgusting, have come out over the weekend where people are like, watch Terrifier 2 for starters. Uh, Rat Shirt Bastard, love the Twitter handle, tweeted out, watching Terrifier 2 with my friend, he just threw up and then passed out. I've encountered five walkouts so far, but I'm loving it. Uh, Bark4KT also said, Terrifier 2 was in a gory mess. The guy behind me passed out cold, crashed into my chair. Another guy left because he didn't feel good. I overheard him say, walking out of the theater door, that a guy puked hard and loud in the bathroom. Uh, movie guy 919 says definitely not for the weak stomach someone actually fainted during my screening of this movie okay so Terrifier 2 sounds intense and I don't know I feel like the first film was one of the most mean spirited films I've ever seen I enjoy the film because it is so mean spirited in a way that is satisfying without feeling like sexist or gross. So let's head on into our next story, which is Samara Weaving, who everyone knows and loves as the bride from Ready or Not, is going to be in Simon Barrett's next film, Asriel. Uh, we don't really know much about it other than filming starts today or this week. I think it started on the 10th in Estonia. And yeah, I'm excited. Simon Barrett's great. The Guest, You're Next. Those are two Those are two top 30 movies for me, especially The Guest. I love that film. And um, yeah, she's great. We're also going to see her in Scream 6. So I'm glad to see she's sticking around the genre after Ready or Not. This next little bit is a Christmas movie rock block. We got word that Christmas Bloody Christmas will be coming to Shudder in December. That's exciting. Uh, it's coming on December 9th. It will day and date release in the theaters. So if you have a chance to go see it in the theaters and you feel like it's safe to do so, you should. I'm excited to see this film. It looks nuts. It is a robotic Santa Claus going crazy and murdering people sounds fantastic. The next film in our little block here is Violent Night, starring Stranger Things David Harbour. He plays Santa, and it is everything it lived up to. It lived up to everything I wanted to be. I am just excited to see it. It will be heading theaters on December 2nd. John Leguizamo is out there being his fantastic villainous self, and I think it is pretty funny. I don't know if I realized from all the talk and all of the stuff that had come out that he was actually Santa Claus. I thought he might have been a mall Santa for some reason. I don't know. 
but he is actually Santa Claus that is rescuing a family that has been taken hostage. And the the humor's funny and I the the film looks like a blast. So, you can count me in for that. And our last Christmas themed movie is kind of a riot. So, XYZ Films announced that they are going to be releasing The Mean One, which is a slasher parody based off The Grinch. Okay, like, it just sounds amazing. It's a horror movie where The Grinch is killing people. Uh, Young Cindy, you know who. Parents were butchered by The Mean One 21 Christmases earlier. Is returning to town to seek closure, but is discovered that the fiend with the heart's two sizes too small, is quite eager to carve roast beast. Yes, please give this to me. I want to see it. I just, <laughs> this and Winnie the Pooh and all these weird childhood book turn slasher films, I think is going to be a stellar subgenre of, sa- of slashers we're going to have a fun time with. I just, I don't know, horror movie and just weird, love it. Hellraiser is having a big month. Um, If you haven't watched, the new Hellraiser is on Hulu, and I highly suggest it. There will be a review and comparison up on the channel probably tomorrow. But Leviathan is a definitive documentary on the making of the Hellraiser first one and Hellbound Hellraiser 2. It talks about Clive Barker, how he gets into it. It follows the films from production to release and then the growing of the fan base afterwards. You can watch this now on Screenbox, which is exciting. Um, yeah, I just think let's give let's give Hellraiser its due. I think that the new Hellraiser has a really good job of cementing the Cenobites forward trajectory in horror like the last few the last few hellraiser films have not been fun and i mean no the very very last one was fun was fun but it wasn't good this is fun and good so you know what you want (laughs) todd mcfarland announced that spawn is getting new writers but don't worry jamie fox is still going to have a turn at Spawn. It's exciting. I think I don't love that this movie's in development hell. I don't love that the next movie we're going to talk about is in development hell. We're going to have to talk about Blade. So we talked about a couple weeks ago that the Blade director had stepped down. Now, Blade is being pushed back from 2023 in November to September 2024. So that's not great. Like I am. It worries me that Marvel is having problems specifically with their horror based comics of keeping the original directors tied to those projects. It worked out for them with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. They got Sam Raimi and then they got a Sam Raimi movie. It's very strange (laughs) that we haven't had a new director attached. 
And the script, apparently, according to The Hollywood Reporter, is also having troubles. They have temporarily shut down production full stop. So they hope to get this production restarted in early 2023 and then get going towards that November, no, September, I'm sorry, September 2024 release date, but I hate it. I want to see Mahershala Ali as Blade so bad, and I hate that this is happening to this movie. Comic book movies that go through any kind of development hell just give me a little bit of pause, and I, I, I hope it works out. I hope it's another case where it's like Doctor Strange. It's weird. It's good, but doesn't feel great right now. This next story, we got a long-awaited trailer for me, which is Bones and All. It is a love story between two cannibals who must eat other people. (laughs) I don't quite know what's going on with them. They call themselves eaters in the trailer, and it looks pretty gross. (laughs) The gore is, like, pretty gross, but um, it looks like a really sweet endearing tale of like teenagers being in love which is I love uh it also has Timothy Chalamet in it so fun time I think this film is gonna be good it will be in theaters on November 23rd this next story is a very exciting one we got the trailer for In the Search of Darkness part three if you love horror documentaries like I do then you are very familiar with In the Search of Darkness, parts one and two. This third installment is the final journey into 80s horror. I'm excited. It looks great. Um, There's a three-disc trilogy collection that will include parts one, two, and three on Blu-ray. You can get just the Blu-ray by itself. Uh, In the trailer, we saw huge horror icons such as John Carpenter, Robert London, Joe Dante, Cassandra Peterson. Everybody's here. It looks great. Uh, You get four hours of digital bonus content with the three disc, oh, with either, with the Blu-ray or the three disc. So that's exciting. Um, This is the definitive 80s horror documentary and I am very excited to see. Uh, If you want your name in the trailer, I think you have until midnight on on a until midnight on Halloween. So there you go. Love, love the poster that they made. It's a video store with all of the the, the favorites of 80s horror, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Hellraiser, Creepshow, House Calls. I'm excited to see what they get into in this series, in this final part. Finally, we're getting some Nosferatu's news. We had just been blessed with the news that Bill Skarsgård is in talks to star in Robert Eggers' remake, and now we know who may be his 
We don't know. Okay. I'm very excited that we're continuing to get Nosferatu's news. That means that Edgar's is working and going through the process. We found out a couple weeks ago that Bill Skarsgård's and Lily Rose Depp will be in the film. And we are now finding that Nicholas Holt may also be in Nosferatu, which is interesting considering he is playing the lead in Renfield, which is the Dracula movie where Nicolas Cage is Dracula. I'm excited. We don't know who he's going to be. I think it is interesting that the outcry of fans being like, no, no, Robert Eggers, you have to make this film. You cannot have teased us with this film for years and then get cold feet seems to have brought the man around. Uh, Deadline reports that in a new reimagination, the pick is a gothic tale of obsession between a haunted young woman and a 19th century German and ancient Transylvanian vampire who stalks her, bringing untold horrors with him. So we do know that Skarsgård is going to be Nosferatu and Lily Rose Depp will be the victim of his obsession. I guess that's how to put it. If you haven't seen the original Nosferatu, you should. It's wild to think about that movie being made in 1922. It's just wild. So I'm excited to see what David Eggers brings to that world. I think it's going to be fantastic. Our next story is kind of a bummer. It was announced that Mike Flanagan has left Something is Killing the Children project over at Netflix. He said in an interview with The Wrap, we were good way through our process, but Netflix decided to kind of go in a different direction with it. So we're not involved anymore. We love the source material and we wish the absolute best for whoever ends up with it, but we're not going to move forward with it. It's a bummer. I agree. It is a bummer. Something is Killing the Children feels like a story that was meant for Mike Flanagan to tell on the screen. I am excited that that means the project isn't dead. I hope, like Flanagan, whoever gets their hands on it, makes a beautiful piece of television to share a story that I don't think gets enough credit. Our next couple of stories have to do with the VHS series. First off, we got the official trailer for VHS 99, which will be coming to Shudder on October 20th. It shows all of the weird home movie footage of VHS. Um, It's like the last gasps of that before DVDs are just everywhere and that's all you do all the time. DVDs are the thing. It's very cool. It looks, I don't know. I was so impressed with VHS 94 that I am excited that they are doing the year-based concept again. Because I feel like that is a way to make found footage be grounded a little bit more. It's a way to get rid of some modern inconveniences of modern life that would make found footages harder and I don't know. I just, I was a, I was a young teen in 1999. So having a found footage of the weird stuff you would find on the internet of that time makes me excited. The next set of news is we found out that VHS 85 
will be coming. Super excited that we're going to get yet another year. Uh, it has a crazy, crazy director lineup. We've got David Bruckner, who came from VHS. Uh, I think his segment of the original VHS is the one that everyone remembers. He is hot off the Hellraiser reimagining we just talked about. Uh, Scott Derrickson. Scott Derrickson is going to make a segment for VHS 85. I cannot. Uh, I cannot. Okay. I'm very excited. Uh, Derrickson just had a hit this year with the black phone. Gigi Saw Guerrero is also going to be in it. Very exciting. We also will see Natasha Kermani, who I have heard great things about Lucky. I have not seen it. And Mike P. Nelson is going to have a turn at it. So just absolutely bangers of directors for 1985. I hope this means we're going to get more VHS in the future. Um, I love most of them. It's a great time to be a VHS fan. And in our second to last story of the episode, we've got the trailer for the very strange James Wan and Blumhouse production film Megan came out today or came out this week. It was this week, I think. I don't think it was today. Um, Megan is an artificial intelligence who Allison Williams uses to take care of her niece. It's a very interesting film. I feel like not only does it deal with like people who don't have kids and how unequipped they are to deal with kids, it also deals with how like we want technology to like fix everything that we can't do in our lives and what the ramifications of that might be. It is written by Malignant Alika Cooper, which I am very excited for. She writes some crazy stuff and I'm excited for it. The dancing part of the trailer, love it. I just love everything about it. I love everything about Megan. I can't wait for all the Megan costumes. Everybody's going to be Megan for Halloween next year. Mark my words. So that will be heading to theaters on January 13th. You should definitely check out the trailer. There will be a link in the show notes. And then our last story is the second story of horror royalty wanting having a wish list just like us fans. Heather Langenkamp says she wants to fight Freddy one last time in a legacy sequel. She's out doing press for Midnight Club and she said she would love to return. If Nancy could fight Freddy one last time, I would really like that. Gosh, I'd love to see a future. I've been really watching the Halloween saga that's been out, and I love watching Jamie Lee Curtis get to play that part. You know, this age, I think, where we have so much to give those storylines, but yeah, I wish I was in control of that, but unfortunately, it's one of those very Hollywood complicated things. I guess the real question would be, is Robert Lingland up to do it? I think he's made it pretty clear he doesn't want to be Freddy, and I'm of the opinion that he shouldn't have to be Freddy, but... I think we could do it. I think you could do, if you did it in the right way, 
you could really use a legacy sequel with Nancy to bring Freddy and the concept of him as a demon into the future and break the hold that Freddy has on the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Like, yes, there is a Nightmare on Elm Street. It is Freddy's franchise. And but I think there is something that could be done where you either where either Freddy changes in a fundamental way because of his length of time as a demon in hell, basically, or you use it to keep Freddy and just bring a different actor in to and use Landon Camp and the Nancy storyline to help smooth that transition over. I think either of those would work. I really want to watch Nancy fight Freddy again. And I think Heather Camp should get the chance. I hope that happens. Who's got the rights on Friday the 13th? Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's Warner Brothers. That's never what you want to see these days when you look up who owns it. Um, praise be for the internet being wrong. It is not Warner Brothers and New Line Cinema. The estate of West Craven owns the rights to, to Nightmare on Elm Street. So that's exciting. I hope that they could get together. They could definitely get together with Heather Landenkamp. In 2019, they were trying to pitch an HBO Max series, but in the, the landscape of HBO Max these days, I don't think that's going to happen. So give us a movie. Wait, hold on. I've got a galaxy brain idea for the legacy sequel of Nightmare on Elm Street. What if it starts out the beginning of the movie with Robert England as Freddy and the plot molds it to show us how he is changed into whoever they can get to play Freddy in his footsteps. I feel like the th the medium of nightmares and the medium of dreams is so fluid and scary and you can just do whatever and that has been used to the series benefit so much that you could do something like that and you could use that nightmare dream quality to do it uh and we all get to see we all get to see heather landing camp as nancy again which fantastic do it please all right that's gonna do it for this week i'm spencer I am your ghostess. You can find me all over the internet as Miss Nintendeek64. You can find the podcast all over the internet as a Halloween club. We will be streaming on Friday night on this channel. This week, we're probably going to do some Dead by Daylight. I don't really have a lot planned. It's been kind of a big week, kind of a messy week. Um, I want to say, take a moment to have a little personal moment and say thanks to everyone who reached out after I said why the podcast was canceled last week. My mom is getting better, but it's still a long journey. She's home, but that that's a whole nother set of challenges that we're dealing with now. So thank you, everyone who's been so kind and said stuff. And I am hopeful that we will be able to get through October and into November with little hiccups, but you know, that's, that's not in my control. So hopefully I will see you guys next week. 
And I will see you guys Friday for some Dead by Daylight and maybe some other indie horror games. We'll see what we're looking at. You can always check out my Twitter to find out what we're going to be streaming. Or you can find out when I post up the live video on, on the YouTube channel. You should make sure you're subscribed and liked to the YouTube channel. So, you know what time it is. Sleep or don't. Thank you.